0: Hello. Yeah. And welcome to Infinite Cast, a podcast.
1: So they say. So they say.
0: I'm still doing some levels.
1: Levels. Levels.
0: Levels. What is this? An Avicii concert? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Here we are. We're back in Infinite Cast for a day late. And a dollar short. Well, it's not really a day late because the podcast comes out when the podcast comes out. But it's it's uh, it's uh the day after it usually comes out, mm-hmm. uh, which means it's a Sunday instead of a Saturday because mm-hmm. we took a little vacation.
1: We did. And it was nice. Yeah.
0: And we went up to Cold Spring.
1: Cold Spring, New York.
0: The chilliest. I don't know if we have any uh, tales uh, from there.
1: Um, no tales but did did see uh what was tagged in on Twitter of someone saying that uh their their personal nature is healing experience was going to a coffee shop and seeing someone uh, a man tell a barista that uh, infinite jest was a a tome he was reading and that he was 30 pages in he, yeah that's
0: pretty bold braggy about reading infinite jest 20 pages into it
1: because as we all as we all know if you've made it this far uh 30 pages in you you're flying high. You think yeah. you're doing good, and then you just get kicked in the. Well, it's in also the nuts. like
0: if you look at the book and you see and you have your little uh, your your little bookmark poking out twenty pages into it. It's like it's it's a little pathetic.
1: It is. Yeah. 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 Uh, no no uh, proselytizing on uh, worker time.
0: Yes. Oh yeah. And please do not tell anybody who's being paid to be there to, to that. Uh, yeah. To talk about infinite jest. So Actually, it, just so... don't talk to anybody about infinite jest.
1: Or you know, dude. It's just June. J- it's Jujune? yes <laughs> what does j- June mean uh
0: isn't it like a uh, tacky or uh played out I guess uh you know that's uh, one of those words season.
1: I see in in used very occasionally and I'm just like yeah that's probably
0: a word well I'm claiming that it is j- June to, to tell anybody about uh Infinite Cast if you're going to do any if you're going to talk about this book at all you have to go all in and start a full podcast reading it
1: it's insubordinate and churlish yeah well, speaking of insubordinate and churlish, should we yes. get into today's seg- segment? Yes, please. Okay, let's do it. Hal's eldest brother, Oren Condensa, got out of competitive tennis when Hal was nine and Mario nearly 11. This was during the period of great pre-experialist upheaval and the emergence of the fringe CUSP of Johnny Gentle, famous crooner, and the tumescence of onanism. At late 17, Oren was ranked in the low 70s nationally. He was a senior. He was at that awful age for a low 70s player where age 18 and the terminus of a junior career are looming and either, number one, you're going to surrender your dreams of the show and go to college and play college tennis, Or two, you're going to get your full spectrum of gram-negative and cholera and amoebic dysentery shots and try to eke out some kind of sad diasporic existence on Eurasian satellite pro tours and try to hop those last few competitive plateau up to show caliber as an adult. Or three, you don't know what you're going to do and it's often an awful time, which takes us to... And note number 93, an anxiety fest captured nicely by the banner-shaped posters DeLint used to have D-Hard put up each fall over the senior locker sections of both locker rooms that had winners never, had, winners never have to quit until some of the other pro went to Shtit and got him to make DeLint take them down. <laughs> Back to the text. ETA tries to dilute the awfulness a little by letting eight or nine postgraduates stay on for two years and serve in DeLint's platoon of prorectors, which takes us to EndNote ninety four. It's surely been spelled out already that prorectors teach one marginal class per term and serve as encore assistants to Stitz Leibens uh, Aubrey Delint and that their existence at ETA is marginal and low prestige and their spiritual state on the low continuum between embittered and accepting. And for many of the more neurasthenic ETA students, the pro are kind of repellent the way hideously old people are repellent, reminding the students of the kind of low prestige purgatorial fate that awaits the marginal and low ranked junior player. And while a couple of the pro are feared, none of them uh, is all that all that much respected and they're avoided and stick together with one another and keep to themselves and seem on the whole sad with that grad schoolish sense of arrested adolescence and reality avoidance about them.
0: Yeah. That sounds awful to have to stick, stick around your high school for two more years to be like in some kind of, uh, uh pre professional limbo. Yeah. No, it's not great. Would not,
1: uh, Back to the text. Dylan's platoon of pro in exchange for room and board and travel expenses to small, sad, satellite tourneys. And Oren's being directly related to ETA administration obviously gave him kind of a lock on a prorector appointment if he wanted it. But a pro job was only for maybe at most a few years and was regarded as sad and purgatorial. And then, of course, what then? What are you going to do after that? etc.? Oren's decision to attend college pleased his parents a great deal though Mrs. Avril and Cadenza especially had gone out of her way to make it clear that whatever Orrin decided to do would please them because they stood squarely behind and in full support of him, Oren, and any decision his very best thinking yielded. But they were still in favor of college, privately, you could tell. <laughs> Oren was clearly not ever going to be a professional-caliber adult tennis player. His competitive peak had come at age 13 when he'd gotten to the 14-and-under quarterfinals of the National Clays in Indianapolis, Indianapolis, Indiana, and in the quarters had taken a set off the second seed, but starting soon after that he'd suffered athletically from the same delayed puberty that had promised uh, that had compromised his father when himself had been a junior player and having boys he'd cleaned the clocks of at 12 and 13 become now seemingly overnight mannish and deep-chested and hairy-legged and starting now to clean Oren's own clock at 14 and 15. This had sucked some kind of competitive afflatus out of him, broken his tennis spirit, Oren, and his USTA ranking had nosedived through three years until it leveled off somewhere in the low 70s, which meant that by age 15 he wasn't even qualifying for the major event's main 64 man draw. When ETA opened, uh, his ranking among the boys' 18s hovered around 10, and he was relegated to a middle spot on the academy's B squad a mediocrity that sort of becalmed his verve even further. His style was essentially that of a baseliner, a counterpuncher, but without the return of serve or passing, passing shots, you need to stand much of a chance against a quality net man. The, <laughs> e- the ETA rap on Oren was that he lobbed well, but too often. "'He did have a phenomenal lob. "'He could hug the curve of the dome of the lung "'and three times out of four nail a large-sized coin "'placed on the opposite baseline.' He and Marlon Bain and two or three other marginal counterpunching boys at ETA all had phenomenal lobs honed through spare PM devoted more and more to Eschaton, which is this the first time we've mentioned
0: Eschaton? I feel like this is the first time I've heard the word Eschaton in here. I know that I know that it is a thing in this book and I know vaguely what it is. He's biting the cup. I think Uh, that's Dvorak. Uh, jo- 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 Djokovic. Djokovic. Yes, or of course. We are again, of course. Or he's going to become the Djokovic. The cust- he, was, he just won a cup and he was gnawing on it like a little boy.
1: We've got the customary uh, uh tennis on in yes. the background of the podcast. Of course.
0: Always assume when you're listening to this that we are watching tennis highlights and mute on the background while we're doing this. Yes, please. Uh, No, I think that's the first time we've heard Eschaton. And Also, is this the first time that uh J- Johnny Gentle's is mentioned Johnny by Gentle, name in this? famous crooner. Mm-hmm. I, I think so. Maybe one other time. Another yeah. thing that I know happens in this book, but I've I've not. Yes,
1: on page two eighty four, we finally hear mention of the president of uh, of, of Onan. Onan. Yes,
0: but but I don't even think in that passing reference, it was specifically laid out that he was the president. No, it was like they described Wait. like hit the early Onanite Gentles regime or something. I forget.
1: Yeah, they said. Yeah, they, they, they actually don't call him the president.
0: All right, well, getting getting more background here. So. Yeah
1: uh eschaton, which by the most plausible account a croatian refugee transfer had brought up from the palmer academy in tampa orin was eschaton's first game master at eta where in the first eschaton generations it was mostly marginal and de-aflaticized upperclassmen who played interesting mm-hmm. college was the comparatively obvious choice then for orin as the time of decision drew nigh Oblique family pressures aside, as a low-ranked player at ETA, he'd had stiffer academic demands than did those for whom the real show had seemed like a viable goal. And the eschatonology helped a great deal with the math-slash-computer stuff ETA tended to be a bit weak in, uh, both himself and Shtit being at that point pretty anti-quantitative. His grades were solid. His board scores weren't going to embarrass anybody. Oren was basically academically sound, especially for somebody with a top-level competitive sport on his secondary transcript. And you have to understand that mediocrity is relative in a sport like junior tennis. A national ranking of 74 in boys 18 and under singles, while mediocre by the standards of aspiring pros, is enough to make most college coaches' chins shiny. Oren got a couple Pac-10 offers, Big yeah, 10 offers.
0: To, to me, I'm like, wow, one of the 100 best, best young tennis players in the, in the in nation? In the nation.
1: Uh, and the nation's like
0: three times as big now.
1: Right. You, uh, New Mexico, actually hired a mariachi band that established itself under his dorm room's window six nights running until Mrs. Incandenza got himself to authorize F, uh, FDV Hard to electrify the fences. <laughs> Ohio State... <laughs> I'm
0: just imagining a, a
1: mariachi band climbing
0: a fence <laughs> to
1: get it. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Ohio State flew him out to Columbus for such a weekend of prospective orientation that when Oren got back, he had to stay in bed for three days drinking Alka-Seltzer with an ice pack on his groin. Caltech <laughs> offered him an ROTC waiver and AP standing in their elite strat- strategic studies program after Decade Magazine had run a short interest piece on Oren and the Croat and Eschaton's applied use of C-pink squared C C colon backslash pink squared, which takes us to EndNote 95. Pink being Microsoft Incorporated's first post-Windows DOS quickly upgraded to pink squared... When Interlace took everything 100% interactive and digital, by YDAU, it's kind of a dinosaur, but it's still the only DOS that'll run a math pack slash nstat tree without having to stop and recompile every few seconds. This is, you're just getting a hint that Eschaton involves computers. Yes,
0: okay, I'm I'm picking this up. So yeah, pink is the DOS
1: replacement? Yeah.
0: Did you ever use DOS, Molly? I don't think so. See, the, this might be the, our one of our micro generational mm-hmm. uh, ways that it manifests. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I certainly remember booting up certain programs in DOS, which is in the if, as far as I understood it, in the early Windows mm-hmm. thing. You or, or for in like the early nineties for like um, Windows computers, you'd have Windows, which is your operating system, and then DOS, which was kind of like the background platform that you like loaded stuff up and sometimes you had to go in there and enter like like, command lines to get like, I don't know, fucking uh, a math blaster to play or whatever games I was playing on that computer. Yes. Anyway, so pink is the new DOS.
1: Yep. Uh, Orange chose BU, Boston U, not a tennis power, not in Caltech's league academically, not the sort of place that hires bands or flies you out for Roman orgies of inducement and only just about three clicks down the hill, uh, and Comab from ETA west of the bay around the intersection of Commonwealth and Beacon, Boston. I applied it, to BU. I, I visited in. BU. I did not apply. It was the coldest day I toured it, and it was so cold that I was like, "I'm not going to this school."
0: <laughs> I think. I think we both. <laughs> I, I think we both did well to avoid Boston.
1: Uh yeah, I I did get into Emerson, and I seriously considered it because they sent me a DVD.
0: Oh, I think I got—I applied to Emerson too because they have a decent film program.
1: We could have n- known each other for a year at Emerson. Yeah, Emmer- there's like 40 people that go to Emerson total. I'm trying to remember if uh, my mom wanted me got me to apply to Harvard or not. <laughs> I was, uh, they were what re- a nightmare! They were, it
0: it was—they were really, really set on me going to an Ivy. But you know, even at that point, I think we all knew it was—you know—kind of marginal.
1: Yeah. Mar- Marginal, marginal, uh, and uh yeah, uh, your 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 competitive afflatus wasn't there or whatever. Yes, my
0: competitive afflatus had had long uh, had long uh, been, been you wrung academic
1: out of me. you academically as a senior were probably similar to Oren uh, competitively tennisly as a senior. Yeah, uh, been in the game so long that you're like, oh come on, man. Yes,
0: I had been a solid a solid B plus student for like fifteen years. <laughs>
1: Uh, It was a kind of joint in uh, Oren and Condensa slash Avril and decision. Oren's moms privately thought it was important for Oren to be away from home, psychologically speaking, but still to be able to come home whenever he wished. She put everything to Oren in terms of worrying that her concern over would be best for him psychologically might prompt her to overstep her maternal bounds and speak out of turn or give intrusive advice. According to all her lists and advantage-disadvantage charts, (laughs) BU is from every angle far and away O's best choice, but to keep ever from overstepping or lobbying intrusively, the moms actually for six weeks would flee any room Oren entered. Both hands clapped over her mouth. Orrin had this way, his face uh, would get Orrin had this way his face would get when she'd beg him not to let her influence his choice. <laughs> it was during this period that Orrin had cra- characterized the moms to Hal as a kind of contortionist with other people's bodies, which Hal's never been able to forget. himself from his own experience probably thought it'd be better for Orin to get the hell out of Dodge altogether do something Midwest or pack but he kept his own counsel he never had to struggle not to overstep he probably figured Orin was a big boy this was four years and 30 some released entertainments before himself put his head in a microwave oven fatally then it turned out Avril's adoptive slash half brother Charles Tavis, who at this time was back chairing ASA at Throppinghamshire, <laughs> which, which takes us to endnote ninety six, a kind of pro a kind of prorectorishly sad post in amateur sports administration at tiny Throppinghamshire Provincial College in Fredericton, NB, CT's undergrad alma mater, New Brunswick. Okay. Back to the text. Uh,
0: there are a lot of uh funny place names up there uh there's a uh, dildo nice. in uh in new brunswick
1: there's also a south dildo ah, i would prefer south dildo <laughs> uh at throbbing It turned out to be old minor sport athletic administration network friends with boston university's varsity tennis coach Tavis flew down special on Air Canada to set up a meet between the four of them: Avril and Son, and Tavis, and the BU tennis coach. The BU Wait, tennis can I just
0: point out that they have for some reason nine eleven oh one painted on the ground.
1: Chris, what part of "never forget" don't you fucking understand? But it doesn't say "never forget." It's just the you're not supposed to. It, th- why would you? You don't need to remind someone to never forget when you just well have that to is date phrased right
0: like a reminder, not never forget. Yeah,
1: it's it it's implying right there.
0: that you that one might have forgotten.
1: They're just reinforcing it.
0: It just seems like a funny thing to, to put not on the body. I guess risks. this is in New York, but like, come on.
1: Like like we said a several episodes ago, it's the U.S. Open. It's in New York City. Yeah. Never forget. 9-11-2001. It's just
0: kind of morbid. I don't know. Anyway, go on.
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, where was I? The BU tennis coach was a septuageneric Ivy League guy, one of those emptily craggly handsome old patrician men whose profile looks like it ought to be on a coin, who liked his (laughs) lads to wear all white and actually literally vault the net, win or lose, after matches. BU had only a couple nationally ranked players like ever, and that had been in the AD 1960s, way before this fashion-conscious guy's tenure and when the coach saw Oren play, he about fell over sideways. Recall how mediocrity is contextual. BU's players all hailed, literally, from New England country clubs and wore iron shorts and those faggy white tennis sweaters with that blood-colored stripe across the chest and talked without moving their jaw and played the sort of stiff and patrician serve-and-volley game you'd play if you had lots of summer lessons and club round robins but had never, ever had to get out there and kill or die psychically." Oren wore cut off jeans and deck sneakers without socks and yawned compulsively as he beat BU's immaculately groomed number one singles man two and zero, hitting something like 40 offensive lobs for winners. Then at the four-way meeting Tabas arranged, the old BU coach showed up in L.L. Bean chinos and a Lacoste polo shirt and got a look at the size of Oren's left arm and then at Oren's mom's in a tight black skirt and Levantine jacket with coal around her eyes and a moosed tower of hair and about fell back over sideways the other way. (laughs) She had this effect on older men somehow. Oren was in a position to dictate terms limited only by the parameters of BU's own sports budget marginality, which takes us to EndNote 97. It's both perverse and kind of understandable that getting some sort of college scholarship or ride, while very few ETAs, and certainly not Oren and Condensa, have any real kind of financial need, that nevertheless a scholarship is enormously important self-esteem-wise, since opting for the tennis the college tennis route in the first place is kind of an admission of defeat and a surrender of dearly held dreams of the professional (laughs) show.
0: So at least get some cash out of it. Yeah.
1: Uh, Back to the text, Oren signed a letter of intent accepting a full ride to BU plus books and a Hitachi laptop with software and off-campus housing and living expenses and a lucrative work-study job where his job was to turn on the sprinklers every morning at the BU football Terriers historic Nickerson Field. (laughs) Sprinklers that were already on automatic timers. The sprinkler job was BU's tennis team's one plum recruitment-wise. Charles Tavis, who at Avril's urging that fall, cashed in his Canadian return ticket and stayed on as assistant headmaster to assist Oren's father's oversight of the academy. Lots of... lots of of nuts... Uh, which takes us to EndNote 98. And to keep a distant but weirdly beady and obsessive eye on Mario from whose lordotic presence in a room Tavis would flee just as Avril was fleeing from the temptation of over-lobbying Orin on BU such that for a few days when both Orin and Mario entered a room, there'd be a sound of a tremendous collision in the hall outside as CT and Avril's flights vectors met. <laughs> Back to the text. Uh in a head, headmaster role uh, in a progressively more and more total capacity as both in and external travels took J.O. in Condensa away from Enfield more and more often said three and a half years later that he'd never really expected a thank you from Oren anyway for haunting with the BU tennis apparatus, that he wasn't in this for the thank yous, that a person who did a service for somebody's gratitude was more like a 2D cutout image of a person than a bona fide person. At least that's what he thought, he said. He said, what did Avril ha- and Hal and Mario think? Was he a genuine 3D person? Was he perhaps just rationalizing in so- a way some legitimate hurt? Did Oren maybe resent him for for seeming to move in just as he orin moved out though surely not for tavis is assuming more and more control of the eta helm as jo and Condenza spent increasingly long hiati either off with mario on shoots or editing in his room off the tunnel or in alcohol rehabilitative facilities 13 of them over those final three years tavis has the blue cross statements right here And even more surely, not for the final fellow. Final fellow to say, anyone with any kind of denial-free sensitivity could have predicted for the last three and a half years. But C.T. opined on Fourth July, Y.D.P.A.H. After Oren. Who had now plenty of, to- of free summer time declined his fifth straight invitation back to Enfield and his family's annual barbecue and Wimbledon finals interlaced spontaneous dissemination watching. Oren just might be uh Orin might just be harboring resentment over CT moving into the headmaster's office and changing the doors te oxidere possunt before himselfs microwave head had even cooled even if it was to take over a headmaster's job that had been positively keening to have someone sedulous and brisk take over. That was a sentence. Incondensa himself, having eliminated his own map on 1st April of the year of the trial-sized dove bar, just as spring letters of intent were due from seniors who decided to slouch off to college tennis, just as invitations for the European dirt circuit invitationals (laughs) were pouring in all over lateral Alice Moore's paraboloid desk, just as ETA's tax-exempt status was coming up for review before the MDR, which takes us to EndNote 99, Massachusetts Department of Revenue, Exemption panel, just as the school was trying to readjust to new ONANTA accreditation procedures after years of USTA accreditation procedures, just as litigations with Enfield Marine Public Health Hospital over alleged damage from ETA's initial hilltop flattening and with Empire Waste displacement over the flight paths of concavity-bound displacement vehicles were reaching the appellate stage, just as applications and fellowships for the fall term were in the final stages of review and response. Well, someone had to come in and fill the void, and that person was going to have to be someone who could achieve total worry without becoming paralyzed by the worry or by the absence of minimal thank yous for <laughs> inglorious duties discharged in the stead of a person whose replacement was naturally naturally going to come in for some resentment. Tavis felt since you can't get since 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 you can't get mad at a dying man, much less at a dead man, who better to assume the stress of filling in his anger object than that dead man's thankless and glorious sedulous untiring 3D bureaucratic (laughs) assistant and replacement whose own upstairs room was right next to the HMH's master bedroom and who might by some grieving parties be viewed as some kind of interloping usurper
0: this passage is stressing me out
1: Tavis had been ready for all of this stress and more, he told the assembled academy, in preparation, in preparatory marks before last year's fall term convocation. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> through amplification from the red and gray bunting draped crow's nest of Gerhardt Stitt's transom down into the rows of folding chairs arranged all along the base and sidelines of ETA courts six through nine. God, he's saying this in public <laughs> to the students. Uh, he not he had not only fully accepted the stress and resentment. He said he had worked hard and would continue in his dull, quiet, unromantic fashion to work hard to remain open to it, to this resentment and sense of loss and irreplaceability, even after four years. To let everyone who needed it uh, needed to get out, get it out. The anger and resentment and possible contempt for their own psychological health since Tavis acknowledged publicly that there was more than enough on every ETA's plate to begin with as it was. The convocation assembly was outside on the center courts that in winter are sheltered by the lung. It was 31st August in the year of dairy products from the American heartland, hot and muggy. (laughs) Upperclassmen who'd heard these basic remarks for the past four years made little razor-to-jugular and hangman's noose over imaginary crossbeam motions listening. The sky overhead was glassy blue, between clots and strings of clouds moving swiftly north. On courts thirty to thirty-two, the applied music chorus guys uh, kept a background of tenebrae facte sunt sato vi. Everybody had on the black armbands. Everybody still wore for functions and assemblies to keep from forgetting. And ah. the and the cotton US and crisp nylon Onan flags flapped and clanked halfway down the driveway's poles in remembrance.
0: What are they never forgetting? The this? death of himself. Oh, the death of himself. There's not like some thing that caused the Onan uh the what what is it? The the interdependence? Inter-
1: no, this is specifically for for, uh, for, for himself. Uh,
0: and if I'm tracking this right, this is four this speech is happening four, four years, years after, after he microwaved his head, which yes. is Three and a half years after the Orin part of this chapter is set. Correct. Okay. Yeah, it's a little it funky, but
1: yes, that's, that's right. Uh, the Sunstrand Plaza, still as of that fall, hadn't yet found a way to muffle its East Newton athmi fans and Tavis's voice, which even with the police bullhorn tended to sound distant and receding anyway. (laughs) He's giving
0: a convocation speech through a police bullhorn. Yeah.
1: Love in and out of the sound of the fans uh, and the whump of the EWD catapults and locusts' electric screams and the exhaust-rich hot rush of the summer wind up off Com Ave and the car horns and green lines trundle and clang and the clank of the flags' poles and wires and everybody but the staff and littlest kids up front missed most of Tavis's explanation that Salic law had nothing to do with the fact that there was simply no way the late headmaster's beloved spouse, an ETA dean of academic affairs and of females, Mrs. Avril and Condensa, could have become headmaster. How would have, how would have, how would headmistress have sounded? And she had the females and female pro rectors and hards custodians to oversee and curricula and assignments and schedules and complex new Onanta accreditation to finalize the Kafkin application for, plus daily HMH sterilization and personal ablution rist- rituals and the constant battle against anthracnose and dry climate blight in the dining room's green babies. Remember the plants in her home. Plus, of course, ETA teaching duties on top of that with the addition of untold sleepless nights with the militant grammarians of Massachusetts, the academic pack that watchdogged media syntax and invited florid, fish-lipped guys from the French Academy to come speak with trilled R's on prescriptive preservation and held marathon multi-readings of E.G. Orwell's politics and the English language and whose avril-chaired tactical phalanx MGMs, was then, unsuccessfully turned out, court-fighting the new gentle administration's Title II slash G public-funded library phase-out fat-trimming initiative, besides, of course, being practically laid out flat with grief and having to do all the emotional processing work attendant on working through that kind of personal trauma. On top of all of which, assuming the administrative tiller of ETA itself would have been simply an insupportable burden. She's thanked C.T. effusively on one, more than one public occasion for leaving the plush sinecure of Throppinghamshire and coming down to undertake the stress-ridden tasks, not only a bureaucratic administration and ensuring as smooth a transition as possible, but of being there for the Incondenza family itself with or without thank yous and for helping support <laughs> not only Oren's, thank yous is uh, capitalized, by the way. Of course. And f- for helping support not only Oren's career and institutional decision processes, but also for being there supportively for all involved when Oren made his seminal choice not to go ahead and play competitive college tennis after all at BU. (laughs) uh we can do maybe a little more
0: yeah i think we're at about 30 right now we're at like 28 do you want to do like another i want to say another paragraph or page or something but a paragraph can go on several pages here uh Uh, i would love to uh see somebody have this kind of a a breakdown during something like a convocation it's an
1: annual breakdown he He does does this this every every year year. that's (laughs) That's the reason that everyone is like the older people are like like kill me What had happened or what happened was that by the third week of his freshman year, Oren was attempting an extremely unlikely defection from college tennis to college football. The reason he gave his parents. Avril made it clear that the very last thing she wanted was to have any of her children feel they had to justify or explain to her any sort of abruptly or even bizarrely sudden major decision they might happen to make.
0: make. I also like the way that, well, yeah, we can talk about about this at the end.
1: Uh, and it's not clear that the mad store could even nail down the fact that Oren was still in Metro Boston at BU in the first place. But Oren still felt the move demanded some kind of explanation was that fall tennis practice had started and he would discovered that he was an empty, withered psychic husk competitively burned out. Oren had been playing, eating, sleeping, and excreting competitive tennis since his racket was bigger than he was. He said he realized he had, at 18, become exactly as fine a tennis player as he was ever destined to be. The prospect of further improvement, a crucial carrot that Shtit and the ETA staff were expert at dangling, had disappeared at a fourth-rate tennis program whose coach had a poster of Bill Tilden in his office and offered critique on the level of bend your knees and watch the ball. (laughs) This was actually this is all actually true, the burnout part and totally swallowable as far as the from tennis part went. But Orrin had a harder time explaining the decisions uh, the decisions to football component partially because he had only the vaguest understanding of U.S. football's rules, tactics, and non-metric venue. He had, in fact, never once even touched a real pebbled leather football before, and like most serious tennis players, had always found the misshapen ball's schizoid bounces disorienting and upsetting to look at. (laughs) Me too. God, you never know which way it's It's going to bounce. It's a weird ball. It's a weird sport. It's a weird sport. In fact, the decision had very little to do with football at all, or with the reason Oren ended up starting to give before Avril had all, all but demanded that he stop feeling in any way pressured or compelled to do anything more than ask for their utter and unqualified support of whatever actions he felt his personal happiness required, which is what she did when he started a slightly lyrical thing about the crash of pads and sis boom ba of pep squad and... <laughs> Ambience of male bonding and smell of dewy turf at Nickerson Field at dawn when he showed up to watch the sprinklers come on and turn the lemon wedge of risen sun into plumed rainbows of refraction? (laughs) The refracting sprinklers part was actually true, and that he liked it. The rest had been fiction. The real football reason, in all its inevitable real reason banality, was that over the course of weeks of dawns of watching the auto sprinklers and the pep squad, which really did practice at dawn, practices, Orrin had developed a horrible schoolboy grade crush, complete with dilated pupils and weak knees. For a certain big-haired sophomore baton twirler, he watched twirl and strut from a distance through the diffracted spectrum of the plumed sprinklers, all the way across the field's dewy turf a twirler who had attended a few of the all-athletic team mixers Oren and his strabismic BU doubles partner had gone to and who danced the same way she twirled and invoked mass pep, which is to say, in a way that seemed to turn everything solid in Oren's body watery and distant and oddly refracted. Maybe call it there? That's perfect. Uh, Great, because I was hoping that this chapter
0: would get to... The why why or even just how he switched from tennis to uh football yes but i'm sure that's what the rest of this chapter will uh yes will take care of um and so that is of course the infinite gist here the uh oren's uh, the story of oren's switch from uh from tennis to football yes um
1: a lot of a lot going on here a obviously. lot of yeah
0: oh i the thing i was going to stop and say just a, a one-off a discussion i really like the way that he is characterizing uh the mom's uh level of obnoxious refusal to weigh in on things from like her perspective of like she doesn't want to influence things but how irritating even that that could be in that direction yeah the
1: the contortionist for other people's bodies is really uh evocative of how her her thinking that she's trying to actively do no harm by having opinions does do harm because it's just so freaking annoying yeah just weigh Uh What else stands out? For, I mean, so we get more information
0: about Charles Tavis, whose role you have explained to me, but it hasn't really been laid out.
1: He's the headmaster.
0: But he's also... He's Avril's either ha-
1: uh, adoptive brother or half-brother. Half-brother. Um, and he can't, He moved in after... Um,
0: immediately, it seems like immediately after... Um,
1: uh, James, James died. Well, wait,
0: so he was working there for a bit, but then, like, assumed... Headmaster um, position maybe a little too uh, quickly after. James yeah, because
1: it just sounds like James was basically not fulfilling mm-hmm. um, headmaster duties at all, and they needed somebody.
0: I mean, that's a lot of forms to figure out as yeah. to fill out as he laid out there.
1: So it's. I mean, talk about the uh, confluence of trauma. It sounds like right around the time that Oren was deciding where to go to college. Mm-hmm. Uh, or actually, no. Wait, am I getting this right? He decided to go to college, and then James killed himself. Like a like a few months later. It's I don't know. It's I thought it was. Uh, oh no 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 like no that's not true. Later. That's not true. A few years later, because obviously Oren has an entire uh, thing with Joel, yes. and then Joel has her thing with them. So that's that's not true. Um, he he wasn't aware. He was so drunk at this point that he literally wasn't aware of where his son was yes. existing in the world. Oh boy. Um. What
0: else? What else in this? Uh, Tavis has a uh, has a thing with has a weird thing with Mario. A weird compulsion
1: with Mario. He's a weird compulsion with Mario that I actually don't remember any any details about. Maybe that'll get refreshed out refleshed. for refleshed. me later. Refreshed. <laughs> Re- refreshed. Um, I mean, talk about the never forgets. Is that everyone has to wear the black, <laughs> black arm armbands it's on? Uh, vaguely creepy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it it seems like Oren. Uh, I don't think he immediately rejects his family, but he seems to immediately reject ETA. Yeah. Like he doesn't go to the Wimbledon
0: viewing party. (laughs) The spontaneous Wimbledon Mm -hmm. transfer uh, or the barbecue or the, well, it's a 4th of July barbecue cookout as well. That's maybe a more personal thing to go to. Well, there's a
1: curious lack of agency in Mm -hmm. his decision to go to BU, which is that like it's, it, it doesn't it really sounds like even though Avril was not making a decision that she was making a Yeah, decision, that, she, that he could feel the pressure. And he was acting accordingly because he could have gone anywhere. Yes. And that's a specific kind of person that, like, goes to college in, in their, their home hometown, zone. Yeah. which is not, not to be judged, of course, and there are many reasons for this. Yes. But perhaps, just maybe, there's something funky going on with Avril and Oren. Yes. Something, that, uh, something going underneath the surface. I, it's even uh, this, darker and more fucked up than is this being this, suggested. This, I, something tells
0: me this family of of high performing uh, bougie kids has secrets.
1: I love the characterization of the New England tennis mm-hmm. team. Yes.
0: That- oh yeah the 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 sweaters and the the clenched jaws yeah. and everything. Uh, do you think Wes Anderson has read and enjoyed Infinite Jest?
1: He must have, right?
0: It feels especially his first few movies this that it feels like very uh his
1: bombs R- is very like what if what if children were gifted. Yes. <laughs>
0: uh and um my favorite of his Rushmore has very much has like a gifted cur- cursed gifted academy vibes. Mm-hmm. Are you looking this up? Yeah, I'm saying I mean Jess, there's
1: definitely people um
0: who've said that he would be like their ideal director. I don't think so. I think you need something with a little more. Uh, I, I mean, I like Wes Anderson when he's good. I think you need something with a little more vigor, vigor in it. To uh, it he's, he's just so staged and stately, and I think for something this sprawling, you need something a little uh, messy. Yeah, it's, you know? it is.
1: It is kind of messy, especially all the you yeah. know the drug stuff. I I'm not sure how well uh, yeah Wes Anderson could do uh addiction. Yeah. Uh yeah, he's But yes, bl- bloggers have uh have drawn the connection between uh Infinite Jest and Royal Tenenbaums.
0: Yeah. Um something just something about that. I mean, I guess, you know, they probably would have been coming up with these ideas, pr- you know, I are Wes Anderson and uh DFW probably roughly same generation?
1: I'm actually not sure.
0: Um I don't know. I don't know where the like where I don't is know how old the uh, any of the these preps the the kind of cursed prep school uh thing i guess that's like a catcher in the rise maybe the patient zero for that
1: yeah, yeah. or even like a
0: separate piece there's like a whole the boarding like, school Yeah, minor genre of literature that's like the 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 fu- the boarding school but it's actually fucked up yeah. I mean and I feel the like secret
1: that would... well, secret history is in college, not in high school. But yeah, no, that that tradition of literature, this is a part of that. Yeah, I feel sure. like this is a part of it. But that's clear. And also, of course, Harry Potter is also what happens yes, in a fucked course. up boarding school. Novel. Well, the big
0: problem with Harry Potter is is the wonder if your boarding school is perfect. You know, ah. the, the the problem with that is that the school is too good and all the children are like, oh no, we have to like lay down our lives to protect this good school. We have to, we oh, have to no. literally be, we have to literally die to keep our school being good. What?
1: No, it's just, it's true. It yeah. is. Yeah. What, what if the institution, mm-hmm. uh, it's so, oh, it's so fun. The paintings move and we're going to get butterbeer at Hogsmeade. Yeah. Oh, Yay. All our teachers are zany and weird.
0: Yeah, that's why we. Uh, I, I think that more and more, as I think about it, Harry Potter is the inverse of Infinite Jest. Feels right.
1: I think. I think that is right. I, th- I think that's right.
0: Oh boy. Anyway, is there anything more that we want to talk about? Uh, we saw that Infinite Jest thing, um, that tweet that somebody said said to us. I haven't really seen anything else, um, recently online that I want to talk about.
1: Me neither. I I feel a little a little refreshed from uh from a, a weekend looking at occasionally like a plant or a, yeah. a water. Um yeah, we but were. I'm ready to of course jump back into the discourse with yes. both, with both feet.
0: Uh <laughs> all right. That's it for this week. We'll finish up with Oren to our next next weekend. Uh